0: Hey y'all, I'm Dr. Tori and this is the Ag and Color podcast where we're rooting for black women in agriculture. This podcast is meant to highlight, center, and amplify the voices and experiences of black women in agriculture. I'm glad you decided to come hang out with me today. Want to hear about how I got into ag and how I got the idea for Ag and Color? Let's get into it. Hey y'all. Welcome to the very first episode of the Ag and Color podcast. It's your ag boo. Nope. Mm -mm. Don't like it. It's your girl, Dr. Tori, your host. And I hope that you hang around to see what I have planned. Before we get into all of my plans, let me introduce myself and Ag and Color. So like I said before, I'm Tori. Um, I'm from North Carolina. I did not grow up in agriculture. I did not know about 4-H. Agriculture for me just happened. Up until high school, the most exposure I had with agriculture were the gardens that my aunt and my great grandma kept. And my mama had a cactus and it grew up with me. So there's a picture of me standing beside this cactus and it's taller than me. The summer before my senior year of high school, I participated in the Research Apprenticeship or the RAP, we spit 16 bars, the RAP program at the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, Aggie, right? Also known as a and And so RAP is a summer enrichment program to help increase the numbers of minoritized students pursuing agricultural degrees. This program also helps with ag literacy and you'd be surprised to know how many folks don't know that bacon comes from pigs or how plants grow. And so that summer my research for rap was in the natural resources department and so a little background rap was a four week program and we got paid to do research and meet new people. We stayed on campus. We ate in the cafeteria. It was like a glimpse into what college life would be. And so, okay, so back to the first summer. And so I was not sold on agriculture after this. The researcher, I think he may have been a postdoc or a um, PhD student. He had me out in the streams and we were gathering water samples and possibly just maybe had I been prepared, had I had like, I don't know, some boots or something, you know, I'm out there in sneakers and, and my pants, you know, maybe if I had a heads up or something, I've been, would have been more receptive, but that did not happen. I did not let it go. So I went back the next summer and this time I worked with the ag education department and I was sold and it was not because of the research it, but it was more so because of the people. So the research I was doing was actually, and don't, don't tell them I said this. The The research I was doing was actually kind of boring. I was testing web browsers and I don't even remember what about the web browsers, but it was something new with web browsers. But what sold me was the family-like feeling in the department. Everyone knew me by name, whether they worked directly with me or not. People took the time out to talk to me about careers, about majors in ag. They asked me about my family. And so, I mean, it just felt right. So, I enrolled in ag economics. And three and a half years later, I earned my bachelor's. And then I earned a master's after that in ag education from AT. And while I was at AT, I participated in manners which is minorities in agriculture and natural resources and related sciences cffa cffa yeah collegiate which is collegiate ffa which used to be future farmers of america but they're trying to rebrand so they don't say future farmers but we know what it means afa which is the ag leaders nope afa is agriculture future leaders academy nope I don't remember. We'll we'll figure. Find We'll find it. We'll figure it out. And I sat on the student government senate. And while I was at ANT, I became a camp counselor for the research apprenticeship program. So, full circle, right? And I it's so funny to run into these students at conferences and they're like, "Hey, Miss Tori. And I'm like, "Hey. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I do not know who you are." And then they tell me their name and like, oh, I wasn't rapping it all just like comes flooding back and i'm really loving like watching their accomplishments so one young lady just received her well excuse me just earned because they're not just giving these degrees out okay she just earned her dvm and she was in rap when i was a camp counselor and then another young lady who you'll hear from later in the in the year on the podcast she was in rap And then she enrolled while I was still there. (laughs) And now she's got her master's. She's done extension work. These students are just out here. Okay. I love it. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. And so after I graduated with my master's, I taught high school agriculture. The classes that I taught were agri-science applications, which is like an introduction to all the areas of agriculture, and it's usually taken by freshmen and seniors who are looking for an easy class to take. I also taught horticulture and environmental and natural resources. And an interesting note on the natural resources course at the time, it mirrored environmental science classes. So that's something if you're out there, curriculum people. Something to think about. And so my students and I, we planned an FFA day, which I'm super proud of them for. And I say them because they did most of the planning. I just did paperwork and cleared it with administration. And the students grew potatoes, they grew strawberries, and we took care of some of the simple landscaping around campus. So I loved my students, but I hated the 50 minute commute each way to work. And I strongly disliked the leadership at the school. And at that time, it was a decade ago. So I'm like, well, I'm young. I will find something else to do. And so I did. So I left. I started substitute teaching. And that actually was an extremely rewarding experience, especially the very last year. The very last year, I was at Ferndale Middle in High Point. And I was in the sixth grade classroom for almost the whole year. We had a good time. We had some rough times, but like I said, it was it was super rewarding. And they were actually really proud of me when I left to go um, to Purdue. So (laughs) after the three years of substitute teaching, I gathered all of my toys and took my talents to Purdue University, where I earned my Ph.D. in agricultural education. My assistantship work was with mentoring at Purdue, or we call MAP which is an initiative that aims to improve numbers of women and minoritized individuals in agricultural and life sciences through recruitment, retention, and equitable mentoring practices. And so with MAP, I coordinated the Summer Scholars Program and the Peer Mentor Program, and I've met so many wonderful people, faculty and students alike in these programs. My dissertation examined the experiences of Black women, doctoral candidates, and agricultural disciplines at historically white institutions. I interviewed five phenomenal Black women. Some of their experiences were wild. And I think I, I cried after the first two interviews. It was so much. And one day I'll do an episode about my dissertation and maybe I'll just, you know, splice up the recording and upload the audio or something, but if you're interested in marginalized folks and especially if you're interested in Black women in agriculture, not to toot my own horn, but I think the dissertation is something you should take a look at or at least listen to when I upload the episode. So, but for now, just know that I plan to continue this line of research because it is sorely needed. My last year at Purdue. I developed and taught a graduate course called Critical Perspectives in Agriculture, which we lovingly nicknamed Ag Crit. During this course, my students and I critically examined and explored historical and contemporary issues in U.S. ag broadly. We discussed race, gender, intersectionality, ecofeminism, and ecowomanism. We talked about land and labor injustices, critical race theories, injustice with the USDA. So if you haven't looked up the Pickford cases, you should definitely do that. We talked about how to write op-eds and just so much more. And I'm really proud of the course and I'm even more proud of my students in making it as successful as it was. They tell me that they learned a lot, but I honestly I learned so much from them. And so now we're here in the present time. I'm currently a postdoctoral scholar working for a multi-institutional AGAP, which is Alliance for Graduate Education and the Professoriate. We look at barriers that folks of color experience while pursuing STEM faculty careers graduation and after postdocs. And so As I'm wrapping this on up, sometimes perfectionism, like a lot of people, really kicks my ass, man. And like I wanted to wait until I had everything perfect or I felt ready to launch this podcast. But with everything going on right now. I really just felt a pressing need to go ahead and get started with Ag and Color. And so I had a very, very, very soft lunch. And so I released the trailer on my mom's birthday and my mom passed actually, wow, 10 years ago in this December, my mom will have it. So please be patient with me while I work on getting interviews edited. And so just say a prayer because this is new to me be patient while I get this sound together. I want to make sure it sounds good for y'all and get these episodes posted because I've done some really cool interviews so far and I'm really excited to see what this will blossom into. So go ahead, take a few moments, check out the Ag in Color Instagram. It's A-G-I-N-C-O-L-O-R on Instagram. Real simple, Ag in Color. Leave feedback on the site and on instagram but just make sure you act right when you talk to me and when you talk about my guests because i cuss and i fight so come correct when you come talking to us no i don't i don't i don't fight i do cuss though i and i i will cuss at you so anyway I'll be rounding up collective accomplishments each week and highlighting them on the Instagram and on the pod. And so send your shout outs by emailing them to agincolor.contact at gmail.com. This will be in the show notes or slide in my DMs on the Ag and Color IG. And so, look, do you have a story or know someone who needs to be interviewed? Send me an email. Or again, slide in my IGDMs and let me know. You do not have to be a graduate student or a faculty person to be on a podcast or write for the website. Yes, there's a website. I said I'm new at this. Let me, oh, so there's an Instagram, there's a website, and now there's a podcast. All right. Now, Please, you do not have to be a farmer to be on the podcast or write for the website. One of the beautiful things about agriculture is the multi and interdisciplinary nature of it. You can be an ag economist, a policy person, a K-12 ag teacher, a food scientist, an entomologist, an urban farmer, a gardener, the list just goes on and on and on and on. So we welcome black women from all areas of agriculture to be on the podcast and to work with ag and color so y'all these are some of the things that you can expect i am super excited i look forward to fruitful conversations with you all i look forward to learning from each other and building this community with you thanks for taking this first step with me and i hope that you stick around Make sure you like and follow on all the socials and all the links will be in the show notes. Bye, y'all.